This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 179. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com, and I'm joined as usual by Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, it feels like forever since we've spoken. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are you? It's always an internal joke, but I say that once in a while because we batch record some of these. And so it's like back to back. And then we're like, hey, we took like a five minute break. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I really missed you. Did you miss me in that five minutes? (laughs) There's one (laughs) here softly trickling (laughs) from this left eye. No. Yeah. No, I I love this topic, though, that we're going to talk about here. Me too. What are we talking about, Lisa? We are talking about my new current obsession, sketchbooks. Yeah. And I I don't know why I got rekindled with sketching again as well. Well, I guess I do know why. I just started looking into these new sketchbooks, which is the sponsor of our show, full disclosure here, in defense of paper. And it just kind of... You know, got me real passionate about this again, and I kind of put that aside for a moment and uh, kind of lost focus for a little bit. Getting back into it, and there's a lot of reasons to sketch, uh, I'm really glad that I'm doing this. Me too. And actually, there you're right. The the pa- the sketchbook that I got from Indefensive Paper, that was the one that I really started with. And then I mm-hmm. did a Smart Art Box project. It was another mm-hmm. sketchbook, mm-hmm. and this one was with ink. And it... It was just, you start realizing as I was sketching these little things, I was working on different octopus, and I love painting octopuses. Love them in my artwork. I love the movement of their legs and or arms, or I don't know what you would call them, but I love, love the look of those. But there's a movement with those. You don't find a lot of really good reference photos with those. You've got some, but you're not going to have one that you're going to copy exactly in most cases. So I, you kind of have to learn the movement on your own and practice, and I've been practicing in these sketchbooks and coming up with ideas. The thing that is getting me is how much it's increasing my creativity levels. Like just these ideas are coming into my head because I'm trying something. I'll spend, you know, five to 15 minutes on a sketch and it gives me an idea for something better, which gives me an idea for something better, which gives me an idea (laughs) for another even better. And it leads down this path of my, my brain. It is constantly going, and we talk about this all the time. Your creativity, this is not some, it's like a muscle. If you don't use it, if you're not working on coming up with ideas, you're just sitting around waiting for it to happen, it atrophies. Nothing happens. Right. But when you use it, and I start drawing out one random idea, like an it was an octopus that I drew, and then the next one I thought, well, what if I had an octopus wrapped around a bouquet of flowers? Which I'm actually probably going to turn into a big, more advanced painting. But I mean, these ideas started flowing that now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just flooded with ideas, and I just keep jotting them down into the sketchbook. For future, you know, use. When artist block hits me, I've got a list right there of right. tons of stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I'm yelling out, yes, yes, because <laughs> I'm going through the same thing. I mean, and you forget that, yeah, you have to keep exercising that um, or you're going to lose it. I mean, I think we all start out very, very creative. 
um, you know, especially as children. We're very creative, and we think of a lot of ideas because we don't have these imposed boundaries on our thinking. Um, but the longer that we uh, live with uh, these uh, self-made sometimes, other times it's uh, socially um, imposed borders or fencing around things that we can think of and things that we can imagine, what happens is we, we just start forgetting how to dream and how to think outside of the box. And it's not a good thing to be like that if you're an artist because you want to be able to have this, this natural flow of ideas, ideas that are good and bad, ideas that can come and go. You know, you can, you can think of something and as it enters your mind, you can say whether, you know, you make a judgment about it when it enters your mind. But before that time, you, you let it flow. You just say, okay, I, I'm going to just go with it and go with my imagination on this. And sketching is such a great thing. It's a good tool, especially for those of us who are artists and we're very visual. And so, you know, if you're writing something down, if you're expressing these ideas through images and just writing things down with words and then writing, you know, uh, uh, drawing out some of these ideas, it just leads to other ideas. And yeah, you've, you've got, I really feel like you've got to do that if you're an artist. Otherwise, yeah, you will sit around and just you know you'll you'll enter into that downward spiral of beating yourself up and thinking oh i just can't think of any ideas you know and i have times like that too i mean i go through phases if you follow my work you know i'll go through phases where all i'm doing is wildlife like photorealism wildlife not the super creative surreal stuff and i love surrealism but i have times where i'm like i just can't think of anything yeah, because I stopped sketchbooking. I used to sketchbook all the time years ago. And when YouTube started kind of taking over my life, I've just, I have to have a new video out. And I, I don't know why I'd never thought, hey, do a sketchbook video. But I, I wasn't doing that anymore. I felt like I didn't have time. And now I'm just in it. It can be like set a timer for yourself. Five minutes, mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Like if you're doing what I'm doing of I don't have time to do this, make set that timer just to do little things. And that, you know, do thumbnails is a great way to go. Just, you can do concept art that way, just quick little color compositions or little ideas. Now, one of the things that I like doing is choosing a medium that goes a little bit faster than colored pencil can. If you're doing thumbnail sketches, colored pencils are fine because that's not going to take long. But I really like using watercolor pencils and ink tense pencils in my sketchbooks or even ink. I've been using that some. But watercolor pencils and ink tense pencils, I think, are my two favorite right now because it goes so so much faster to do these quick sketches to get a general layout of your ideas. Yeah, I love using micron pens and just uh, doing a little bit of hatching for some shading and things like that just to get those uh, out there very, very quickly. Uh, yeah, a lot of times what I'm doing is thumbnail sketching because I'm not wanting to uh, you know, think through a whole lot of the exact end product, you know, the the exact composition as I want it. But I, I'm just letting the ideas flow and come out of me onto the paper. And I, I just, I don't want to judge it. I don't want to think, think a lot about it. And I just want to put it out there. Um, I like the idea you're talking about using ink tints and other things like that. Another thing that I try to do now is I just take, you know, I used to have in my drawer over here, I have a tape, you know, a piece of uh, masking tape on it, and it just says light or non-light fast. And so anything that is not light fast just goes in that drawer. Well, I've taken all of those out, and I've dedicated one of my bags as just my my, uh, journal, my notebook bag. Then that's what I'm going to use to sketch with. And so all of those pencils 
and any other products can go in there and i'm not going to worry about you know whether or not these things are archival or light fast or anything like that because no one's going to be seeing that and it really doesn't matter yeah, and I think that the fact that no one's going to see that is a big deal. I mean, for me, yeah, I'm probably going to share some of the stuff that I do um, just because that, you know, what I do with social media. But when you're doing a sketchbook, don't feel like you need to share that with everybody. I We see on social media where people are doing these sketchbooks that are super elaborate. They spent two weeks getting this perfect drawing, whether it be graphite or colored pencil, but they did it in a sketchbook. You're not selling, unless you're going to sell the whole sketchbook. I mean, you're really not selling that. So for me, it's a little, like, I'm not seeing the, the value in doing that for myself. It, it's not of interest to me just because I do sell my artwork. But don't see, when you see those sketchbooks that look super amazing, don't think that's what you're limited to. You don't need to put hours and hours or or weeks or whatever it is that I've seen some people do into a sketchbook. That for me, that's not the point of a sketchbook. The point is to do something quickly and just spit out idea after idea after idea as quickly as I, I possibly can. And just it, also, I find it to be just enjoyable because there's mm-hmm. no stress yeah. of, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to mess up my paper. I've got this idea. I don't know if it's good, but I don't want to mess up my Fabriano or my Stonehenge or whatever else. You can any Anything that randomly pops in your head, the other thing that you're going to find, it will improve your drawing skills. Even if it's a loose sketch that's kind of more stylized, it actually improves. The more you draw, the better you're going to get and the faster you'll get with it. So you're going to improve just in that. The more you do something, the more you're going to improve regardless. So gosh, there's just so many benefits of, of using sketchbooks. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, think about the fact that when you're drawing in your sketchbook, especially if you're not going to be sharing it with anybody, I like to challenge myself in those areas. And if I think of something that I I consider very, very difficult for me to draw, maybe that's a straight line for you, or maybe that's a circle, or maybe it's a a certain subject matter. It's a ruler. Yeah, well, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> if you're, if you're, you know, uh, if you have a lot of angst and a lot of, a lot of anxiety surrounding a certain subject matter or, or anything like that, I, I like to try to draw straight lines or, or try to draw, draw circles because it does help your, uh, your ability to freehand draw. But if you're feeling like you're inadequate in those areas, then a good thing to do is do that in your sketchbook. And another thing to do is if you're tackling a subject and you're uh, feeling nervous about that or you're feeling very inadequate about it, then do a lot of very, very tiny, you know, smaller thumbnail sketches in there. And it it kind of builds up that muscle a little bit. It builds up some confidence, really, because you're not going to care about it, you know. And, and let me just sort of preface that by by saying, you know, I'm talking about no one's going to see it, no one's going to care, things like that. I started uh, going to this uh, group where a lot of artists, we just get together and we draw a model. And so we sit there and and draw this same model and there's a light source and they sit in one pose for a while and then they switch it up and, and maybe change their clothes or whatever or put on some other accessory or a hat or whatever. And then they uh, we focus on that one. I think we start out with like four 20 minute sketches and then it's a four hour stand of time. And then we end up with like 45 minutes on the same pose. But during that time, I mean, there's, there's times, I mean, you hit it out of the park and there's times that you just want to tear it up and make sure nobody sees it. You know, you want to go bury it in the backyard. 
But what happens is everybody, after the timer goes off, everybody starts walking around. We all start looking at each other's and we start commenting and talking about what we've done, you know. And there's sometimes I just feel like my face is probably red because I'm so embarrassed by the thing that I was trying to draw and it didn't work out, you know. And it's like, what is going on here? This is not working. <laughs> and there's other times, you know, that I'm I'm kind of proud of what I've done, but that so there's a big difference. I mean, that's that's the um, uh, the difference in doing something when it's only personal. It's only something that you're doing for yourself. There's a different way that you're even going to arrive and you're going to feel about sketching when it's something that you know is for yourself. There are times years ago when I wanted to do more surrealism, but I kept thinking, which was funny, I want to do surrealism, but I can't think of anything surreal or, you know, anything kind of random to draw. So I did a painting for a friend and it was terrible. It's not on my website. It was pretty bad. It was a scene inside a scene type thing. But that painting, as bad as it was, it actually would have been better for me to have done in a sketchbook because I could have led up to just jumped ahead into the paintings where the concept worked better, where each painting worked out a little bit of the problem that I had with the previous painting. And then this mm -hmm. one worked out the problem I had with that previous print painting. And you start to improve. And I found when you do that in a sketchbook instead, like, I mean, going back to these octopuses that I was recently painting, they, in the sketchbook, they, this, I'm solving problems. Every time I sketch it and do another one, even if it just minorly changed, I can solve the problem there mm -hmm. before I hit the paper, before right. I use my good paper. And I just I just find myself feeling so much more free to try ideas that I might not otherwise try because I don't want to mess up. Like, I don't think it'll look good. Well, try it in there first. Try that in the sketchbook. And even if it is terrible, it might be the one thing that leads you to this amazing idea that you wouldn't have come up with had you not sketched out the failure first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am here with co-founder Andy of In Defense of Paper, and we're discussing this brand new journal, and I just love this journal. Got it right here in my hands as we speak. Andy, one of the things I love about this particular journal is the paper itself. Can you tell me a little bit more about the paper you chose for the journal? Sure. Um, so the paper was really important to us. Um, we looked at many, many, many different kinds of paper, and we settled on an 80-pound vellum astrolite paper, um, which pretty much means it's thicker than your average copy paper. It's not too thick. Vellum gives it kind of a nice tooth and a nice feel. It feels almost like the pages of an old book, and astrolite um, is all that put together plus the color. Mm -hmm. So it's not an ultra white, which would be far too bright, and it's not uh, a neutral or a natural white, which is almost yellow. So it's like that nice neutral white paper. And it's manufactured right here in New Hampshire at the Monadnock Paper Company from an eco-friendly mill uh, from Wind Power. If you're ready to get your own journal, just head on over to the show notes and click the special link right there. All right, so let's talk for just a moment then about paper types. I know we just spoke to the founder of the company, and we talked about uh, the paper and how conscientious that In Defense of Paper is with their particular sketchbooks. And I love it, Lisa, that in the back of their sketchbooks, it says thoughtfully crafted in the United States. Um, the paper. So I think we may have mentioned it already here, but it doesn't matter, you know, and you can have a variety of different sketchbooks, different sizes and types and all of that. But, you know, it's not going to matter a whole lot if it's something that, you know, you're just wanting to use for yourself or to get, you know, concept sketches like we talked about, thumbnail sketching for working out composition or colors or or values or whatever. Um, 
the, the paper types, the reason why I'm talking about this is because you, you should not get hung up too much on the paper type because you're not testing, typically you're not going to be testing materials very much with your sketching. You're reserving that for other things. Now, when you start doing your actual project, when you're, you've worked out some of those issues, you've ta- you know, you, maybe you journaled, maybe you d- did your thumbnail sketches, and now you're ready to hit the surface of your actual project, that's where you're going to use and think more about the surface. And you're thinking about the paper that you're using, and you're going to use your pencils or whatever other materials that are light fast. But when it comes to sketching in your sketchbook, so if you're using watercolor paper, then what you'll want to do is you'll want to make sure that if you're going to be using pencils or something that you're wanting some fine details, uh, if you've got like a, a cold-pressed watercolor paper, then just keep in mind that there's a lot of gaps and a lot of tooth on that particular paper. If you go with a hot-pressed or something that is more smooth, uh, then that's pro- that might be a better choice depending on what you're wanting to sketch. The advantage I feel like with that is that I can use my Micron pens and I can use, you know, like ink tense uh, pencils. I can use a Quarrel uh, 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 pencils by, aren't those by, yeah, by Carindosh. Uh, I can use any kind of, any kind of water media uh, along with any kind of colored pencil or graphite or any anything else on that type of paper. And I think there's a lot of advantages if you're wanting to do a lot of uh, creative sketching and uh, really work on maybe concept art quite a bit with that type of paper. But again, I'm not going to be worried about those materials being light fast, but that paper type does make a difference because you don't want a whole bunch of buckling on stuff if you're using thin paper in a sketchbook. I experienced that this last week. It was actually when it was made by Art Alternatives and it, mm. it the paper warped so bad that it was hard to really even make it do it. I mean, it was bad yeah. how this stuff was terrible, which is funny because it wasn't a super cheap pad of paper when you look at the price on it. It came in my smart art box, but when you looked at the price on Amazon, it was almost $12 for a pad of, t- I think it said 24. They were really 12, just mm. folded in half, half and stapled together. It was pretty terrible. But that wasn't, that one's not super fun for me to work in for many reasons. I also like to find paper type that when you open the, the paper, it'll lay flat. I don't like the ones where you open it and it's kind of bending on one side, like it doesn't want to flatten out while you're working oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like when you open that and everything lays nicely. I also would say there are some times where the paper might be too rough. I have one of them here. I thought it was such a pretty, it's like this handmade looking paper, really pretty. Oh my gosh, it is super, super rough. So even with my watercolor pencils and just the way that stuff soaks into it, it's just not not my favorite. Um, so you, I think you can definitely go too rough. I think, you know, a nice heavyweight, normal, regular watercolor paper, not a rough watercolor. And cold press or hot press, I'm good mm-hmm. with in a sketchbook. I really, mm-hmm. as long as it, it's thick enough not to buckle like the the yeah. little, the one I didn't like, um, yeah, it that made it not doing. as enjoyable. Yeah. But my, my favorite sketchbooks are always the ones that fold flat and the paper is a little bit thicker if I'm going to be using any water media. If I'm going to use graphite or just colored pencil with no OMS, then I am pretty free to use whatever. But even then, I still prefer, unless it's just an idea sketchbook, which is a little bit different for me, um, then I can go with a lighter weight paper. 
Actually, yeah. the defensive paper, that is the one that I use for my idea journal. Now, that's a little bit different for me because that sketchbook isn't up so much about practicing drawing as it is jotting down ideas. So I may have a loose sketch on one side, but I jot down, okay, colors that I want to go with, notes, sizes, um, which type of canvas or paper that I want to, you know, I like to jot down the notes in that. So then I can go with a paper that is a much more lightweight that has more paper inside because a lighter weight paper, you're going to get more sheets in that. So for an idea journal, I prefer that. Yeah, yeah. For uh, project and idea journaling, I think that one's a really good one. Uh, yeah, because I kind of got away from uh, writing down all the materials that I use, writing down the particular layers that I'm putting things in, writing down the dates, the subject name, uh, maybe other particulars regarding the project that I'm working on. And you're right, that in defense of paper journal, it's so good for that. I mean, you just it's more like you're you know you're archiving. Uh, all of this information about the projects that you're working on. And I think that's kind of a cool idea that, you know, you can go back to this beautiful journal and look back at everything that you've been working on. And it's in this separate location here. It's it's um, hand drawn. I mean, you're you're writing out everything. I think that's that's kind of a neat idea. You know. I just had an idea, may as well share with you guys. How cool would it be to have written all those? Because I'll go through like ideas for a title for a painting or, mm-hmm. so, you know, all of that thing. That yeah. could be included in your blog. If you blog about your artwork, that could be something that you include that the process of your thought. I think that would be a really interesting thing for people to see. I think I, I may start doing that. Yeah, take snapshots, you know, of yeah. what you're what you're doing and writing down all those ideas. And yeah, that that's a cool idea. I love that. All right, so maybe you have some ideas related to these ideas and idea <laughs> journaling, <laughs> and you can share those with us. You can always reach out through email, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And if you have any questions about anything at any time, you can go over to sharpenedartist.com slash Q&A, and who knows, we may feature your question on an upcoming show. This is a weekly show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.